Hey everybody, it's Steve and Dave from the Wretched Hive Podcast, and we want to take a moment to tell you about a new show that we're launching called The Electoral College. We want to be your destination show to find out about politics and listen to the news stories of the day and the week, and listen to two friends just talk about what's going on in the country and try to filter through all of the signal-to-noise ratio and arrive at some actual facts and truth. We often talk about politics on the side when we're not talking Star Wars, and so we want to share a little bit of that with you so that you can learn from us, we can learn from you, and hopefully we'll all learn together. There's a lot of false dichotomy out there in the country right now that what's right, what's wrong, this is my side, this is your side, and that's not what's going to move the country forward. That's not what's going to move the process forward. And these dialogues and conversations that we've had as friends offline, we've realized maybe that will spark some healthy conversation about what some solutions are and understanding what the process is that's happening right now. Look for us on iTunes, the Electoral College Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at TECpod20. Also, TEC Podcast on Facebook. So we'll see you there. Hit it, Steve! Today's episode of The Wretched Hive is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's H-I-V-E in case you can't spell hive. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to The Wretched Hive Podcast. Bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Domhnall Gleeson got his hands on the script for episode 9 he read the whole thing he says he's paranoid he's paranoid about it why is he paranoid about it you're gonna find out tonight why because you have found the wretched hive podcast for friday september 14th 2018 episode number 70 70th episode that's kind of a that's kind of a big number that's a landmark that's exciting and uh we Every are episode a, is one higher than the last one. That's right. And what? we know what episode last... <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Let's not go there again. I don't have the music queued up. No porn? Oh. No porn tonight. It's a porn-free episode. Well, 69, Steve. Uh, I said porn-free. Come All on, right, Scott. let's go. Uh, welcome to the show. My name is Steve Baldwin and a bunch of Hyvians. I'm not going to spoil this. This is going to be big. Uh, there's a bunch here. I'm not going to tell you who. Although, you've always heard... You've already heard a couple of voices, but uh, they were in the wrong order. So let's go back to the typical order we've got, as always. The Wookiee co-pilot, Greg Lent. Stevie B, so nice to join you again. My favorite Baldwin brother, Mm. Alec, got nothing on you. Billy, got nothing on you. I'm all Stevie, all the time. Just here for you, pal, for some great Star Wars talk on this wonderful Wednesday night going into Friday. You know, I wonder if... Stephen Baldwin has his own podcast. I doubt it. Ah, uh, yeah. That guy's a punk. He is. He's a the wretched jive. He's actually an, an, an ass. He's he's really an asshole. <laughs> All Steve Baldwin's are assholes. Oh, 
basically. Is he is is he is that one? The <laughs> I always get him confused. <laughs> yeah, that's Steven, right? Is it? No, I yeah, thought no. he was in a like a real jerk, like an abusive person, and right. He's uh, the, the it's same. not it's not exclusive. Oh, you can right, right. all those things. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. excellent point. Also on the show tonight, he is a lifelong Star Wars fan. Ivansky. Oh my God, Steve! I'm so excited to be here tonight. I am educated mm. more so than I have been before. Really? And I am uh, announcing tonight oh. my bid for run for president. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Wow. Here on our show, this on is our an exclusive show. to I'm the Wretched High podcast. Exclusive Huge. tonight. Wow. Huge. Big Huge. You know it's not this year, right? It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> Trump's been doing it for the last year and a half, so we're That's good, true. right? That's true. Yep. All right. This is exciting. I am thrilled to announce this man. On the show tonight, he is the captain of the Nico Rodriguez. Hey, that's me. I'm actually here. Hi, guys. <laughs> oh my God, Nico! Yeah. We missed you, man. Welcome back to the show. How are you, buddy? I'm well. Um, well rested. I had to mm. take a break from you guys because really it was just getting too much to look at that poor game. Every week and listen to Scott ramble, and I just had to take a little vacation from from you guys. But you know, after a couple months, I was just getting really sad and lonely. Um, so I just had to come back. I missed Dave's kind words. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you missed the ego boost that you got from Dave every week. Huh? That's right. Yeah. Oh, and it was nice the... to have somebody on my team every once in a while. <laughs> if you miss the rambling, you're in for it tonight. Oh buddy. my god! Oh. And finally, oh no, this guy. I words, I had the best words. We have. And God bless the United States. <laughs> Dave. Nambia. Under. No circumstances. And I watch our police and our firemen down at 7-Eleven. Should you ever. Through their lives, and though their lives were cut short. And I mean. They sacrifice every day for the furniture and future of their children. <laughs> ever! Call him. Anomalous. Harry. Anomalous. Anomalous. They sacrifice for the furniture. Furniture. You, yes. you have yes. perverted one of my favorite <laughs> childhood memories with ah. that. <laughs> and I just have to say, we're recording this as Hurricane Florence is is yeah. bearing down or stalled off the Carolina coast. Yeah. And listening to all that that work Greg just did, I wonder why don't we just have our president stand on the shoreline and talk and try to force the <laughs> hurricane back out to sea with the sheer weight of his hot air. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Or he could just open his big yapper and suck all that air into it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a visual. Anyway, oh thank you. Thank you, Mr. Baldwin, my favorite rebel scum. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning to you, our fine listeners, wherever, whenever, and however you are listening. It is great, great to be here, and I'm so happy we are 5 by 5 for the first time since May. I think that's a four-month gap. 
longest we've gone without having everybody here. Wow. And Nico, I am glad you're here because I did have a question and I've been saving it up. I've been wanting to see if you can help me with it because I know you take delight and pride in helping us old people figure some of the, the modern things out. So I knew oh, you were the boy. person to go to. Talk to me, boss. Talk to me. All right. I need you to help me understand something. What is subtweeting? What the fuck is that? <laughs> I keep hearing people talk about it and I don't understand this. Subtweeting is passive-aggressive tweeting without at anybody. Like, you don't at mention somebody, but you're texting something towards an ex or somebody you know or somebody you don't know passive-aggressively without mentioning them directly. See, if people could just explain it to me like that, it would be so much simpler. Passive-aggressive tweeting. I've done, I'm, does that, I'm there. Does that I'm make awesome. sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Text on what you've been looking at and hearing, that makes, that makes sense to you? That makes perfect sense. When you know people like? are saying things like, oh, LeBron James is subtweeting, I'm always like, what the hell are people talking about? I'm subtweeting yeah. right now, Dave. How sort of like saying, God, it'd be nice if everybody showed up for the podcast week after week, right? <laughs> so, I'm so thankful Nico's not reading my Twitter feed. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that thump was the mic dropping on the on the ground when oh, Greg just dropped that. damn. Oh, well played, that was, well played. That was helpful, Nico. Oh, really? I, I, that was helpful, I thought that, seriously. I, I thought that was Greg falling over because he had a heart attack. His ass is so old. <laughs> wow. Oh, this is going to be a great episode. That, just to clarify, um, was not passive-aggressive. No. because he... <laughs> That was that was aggressive-aggressive, right. just for people keeping score at home. I did hear him at in front of that, so yeah, we're good. True. So, so yeah. it wasn't like, fuck this passive, sub-tweeting, aggressive bullshit. It's at, fuck this passive. That's right, <laughs> right. Well, if you have ever subtweeted about an ex, you can uh, give us a call and actually forward it to us on the Wretched Hive Hot. I guess you can't forward a subtweet, but you can forward a voicemail that's subtweeted. I don't know. Sure, I think you can. I think I understand. Uh, It's 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E. In case you can't spell you goddamn right it is. And you can also find us online at uh, www.theretchedhive.net. We're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash wretchedhivepodcast. On Twitter, at wretchhivepod. And of course, you can email the show. Remember our new email address, show at thewretchedhive.net. Now, before we move on with the show, guys, i gotta got to double back. We're getting a lot of international listeners. The last few episodes... We are getting a lot more downloads from the UK. I don't know where specifically, but we want to hear from you guys in the UK, wherever you are. Uh, I was in London last year. I loved being there, and uh, we want to hear from our UK listeners. That's right, you limey bastards. Email us. We got some from Spain, too. Spain and Australia. We're going global. I'm good with that. So just just a few every month. We're picking up a few, but it's really nice to have you on board. And thank you for downloading and listening to the show. And uh, leave us a voicemail or, or send me an email, and I will read it on the air. Let's do that. Uh, we also have our app in the Apple App Store. That's the Wretched app. You can uh, just search Wretched in the Apple App Store, and you will find it. Uh, you can also find us on Google Podcasts and Stitcher if you don't have Apple Podcasts. But uh, if you do have Apple, Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave us a review. Uh, we love those those five star reviews. But you know, it doesn't matter whatever you think. Whatever you think of the show, be honest and tell us uh, tell us how you appreciate us or or how you hate us, 
and we would love from we'd love to hear from you. And if you do email from an international location, Steve will not only read your email on the air, he will read it in the accent of whatever country you are emailing him from. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah, it's all going to sound like that, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I will. I will guaranteed. I will read it as uh, Brian's mother from Life of Brian. I don't know if I can do any other accent than that, but I, I crushed that one. I'm good. I'm good with that. All right. Um, we've got a couple of housekeeping things to take care of, guys. Uh -oh. And uh, and one of them... Are you ready for this? I, I don't know. What is it? Scott, do you own The Last Jedi? Uh, no, I do not. You are fake news. Wow. I think that Jameson has, has warped Scott's brain over the years, and I think he's just blacked out all of the 90s. Don't be rude. I just want things to be factually correct. Is that too much to ask? Is that really too much to ask? <laughs> we are fighting the fake news. It's fake. Phony. Fake. Okay, let me take a deep breath and a big <laughs> swig of Jameson's. Here we go. Because I've been nice to Scott. Scott! Hello, Scott. Oh, oh, oh my God! It's ridiculous. Scott Watch 2018. <clears throat> Man, are there birds in here? It's like feathers flying around. There is. Kinds yeah. of birds yeah. being flying Lots around. Lots of birds. Well, well, Scott Watch 2018. Oh. And uh, we've been chatting a lot online about uh, the happenings. Big news. Based on what we discussed last episode, there was a challenge thrown down. There and was. I, I, the challenge was. If I was to watch the story of Star Wars narrated, God, by C-3PO, yes, and yeah. have a sip of something out of a 3PO glass. No, no, no. It is a gold, metallic, gold C-3PO head coffee mug. So you can choose your drink of choice, but it has yeah. to be out of his gold head that you drink whatever. And I'm just going to say you threw that on in the end, and you... Well, okay, we'll get to that. So we'll I, to, yep. I watched... Your little cult film, cult film, whatever yes, it was. Yes. Uh, I sat through the whole thing. There's two segments of it. Officially, One, Luke uh, released Lucasfilm. Oh God, it's like DVD. A, it's like a. It's 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 like it, it's like watching death happen right in front of you. Um, listening to three PO, it's it's interesting because he tells the story of four, five, and six. Yes, right. And then he tells the story of one and two, and he hints at what's going to happen in three. Right. It was prior to episode three. Because he's out. a little right. bitch, and yeah, he thinks yeah. he knows everything. He does. Uh, I sat through. It was about 45 minutes long, I want to say. Mm -hmm. uh, it was. I, I think I'd rather stick needles in my eyes than watch that again. I feel you, About Brian. About 45 minutes too long, you mean? Oh, my God. It, uh, was, it was rough. But yeah. I got through it. You did. And... Oh, wait. Can I ask a question? Was it actually narrated by C-3PO or Anthony Daniels? Ooh, good call, Nico. Well, technically... Was it's it Anthony it, Daniels doing C-3PO narrating it? I'm sure Anthony Daniels has done C-3PO a few times, sure yes. But um, <laughs> he, it is, it is... Oh, hold on. I'm, I'm yeah, sure I he's stopped. done 3PO a few times. There oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's 3PO. It's Anthony Daniels. It's the actor Anthony Daniels in character yeah. as 3PO narrating the story of Star Wars. And it's 45 minutes long, Nico. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, that's, uh, that puts a whole new... It was rough. It was rough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I did it. I held up my end of the bargain. And yes. then I messaged Scott and I said, okay... Go buy that movie, and he's all no. Except Wait, you gotta except, take a drink of the thing first. But okay, go on, go on. That's it. No, that's it. Yeah, that's all I got. So <laughs> that's all you got. I'm gonna help fill in this story a little bit, Fine. kind of like you with the porg. You Fine. fill it in every uh, once yeah, in a while. Yeah, every now and then. 
So, uh, first of all, to honor the fact that we did have a deal, um, I'm, I held up my bargain of, of that part of the deal. However, wait a minute. There's some. There's some. There's what do you mean some, you held up your bargain? What does that even mean? I'm going to tell you in a second. But since you haven't drank any fluids out of the skull of C3PO. <laughs> oh no, I like that take. Yes. That's good. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. I will add something special to this this story right now. God, this is okay. Scott Watch 2018 and I want to say because Steve suffered through 45 minutes of Anthony Daniels slash C3PO, <sighs> I went into Target. I searched for week and a half, a week and a half on end for the best possible, cheapest deal I could find <laughs> Last Jedi at. Yeah. And Target did have a deal. So I went in the other day and I purchased The Last Jedi. No kidding. Uh-oh. No kidding. I might... Where's our fanfare? Where's our fanfare, uh, Steve? Come on. I don't have it. I, I wasn't, <laughs> Hold on. I, I Hold wasn't on. expecting this. There might be a little bit of a letdown for you guys, so do not add the fanfare yet. Okay. As I was walking out, there was a gentleman standing outside of Target who was had some sort of clipboard that was trying to sign up people for the re-election efforts, the 2020 re-election efforts for President Trump. And I thought, you know what? I feel really bad for this gentleman having to do this. I should donate some cash to him. But I just spent the $20 on The Last Jedi, the last $20 in my pocket. So I decided to donate The Last Jedi Blu-ray and digital so- download to the Trump re-election campaign for 2020. So you, so you gave Donald Trump. If you're Trump a YouTuber, a, you're oh, probably yeah. using this. Yes, and I. Am. Sorry about that. I am using. So, that. so what you, was 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 that a YouTuber or LubeTuber? What did she say? <laughs> so, so, Scott, you're saying that you bought the movie. Yes. And you donated it to the Trump to the re-elect Donald Trump campaign. 2020 re-election campaign for Donald Trump. Hold on. Oh. Oh, what do God. we have here? What do we I have? I don't know. Here? So, all right. <laughs> so, bottom line is, I don't know if this is true or not. You could be lying to me about this. You don't. You don't have the movie. Well, I felt bad because you did hold up your part of the bargain. So I went back after I was able to scrounge up another twenty dollars and bought the movie again. No lie. Where is it? So I'm walking out, and the re-election guy is not there anymore, but there is a homeless kid sitting on the corner who I know owns a Blu-ray player. What's his name? Jaden. <laughs> it will be soon. No, I actually went in and I bought the Blu-ray. You did? I did. It's so funny you should say that. Oh, I shut up. actually own... Oh! All right, Whoa. we have proof. Physical proof in hand. He's uh, he's holding up. Scott is holding up an an unopened copy of Star Wars: The Last Jedi on Blu-ray and digital download and digital download. Not the 4K version. Hey, kids, quiet down. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. This makes me kind of sad that we're gonna have to re- retire Scott Watch. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, wow. I'm kind of bummed about it. Um, we'll find another I've, use for it. No, don't no. Worry. Scott it's, Watch 2018 isn't done yet because Steve still owes us. A photo with C-3PO's mug, and I will not open that thing mm. until I get that picture. Okay, C-3PO's I, okay so hang on. Uh, that, that is fair, but it, I, it, to try to jump in here a little bit, in some fairness to our, our peerless leader on the podcast here, mm. he can't 
pose for the picture, drinking fluid out of C-3PO's skull until you, Scott, supply him with the skull. Okay, right. So, so I'm just, I just, uh, to be fair to Steve, you have to actually bring the thing to him so he can fulfill his end of the deal. I can do that. I can do that. Okay. So just, this this just, is my concern. Just to lay it all out there. Now, wait a minute. Just wait a minute. Let me, let me express this. Many times, this is going to get personal right now. Mm-hmm. In the last few episodes, Steve and I have talked after the show. We talked about he does do certain Fridays off. And I said, we should get together sometime. Those are the opportunities I was going to take All right. to get the C-3PO skull into his hands. Could we take... So this is see, all on me. <laughs> see, now drinking liquid out of the C-3PO skull is yeah. actually kind of has me excited. All right, so there you go, could yeah. we go to Timeless Pints and put some of the best beer in Long Beach in that skull and I will consume it? I have no problem with that. That sounds like a good plan. But does that taint the beer? Oh, <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, okay. All right. Well, this has been Scott Watch. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it's our new... It, this could be the new Scott Watch theme music. I actually like this. I like it. Screen we, capture this, bitch. <laughs> we do need an epilogue to this, though, because part of the whole part of the whole point of this was to get Scott to be able to watch the documentary. Yeah, it has not yet. The, yes, the director and the Jedi. And I, I appreciate where you're where you're at with it, Scott. That you want to wait until you get the coveted picture. I'm I'm down with that, but I do think that's an epilogue to this. Is once that part gets fulfilled, and Scott, you have the opportunity to watch the documentary. We need to take. 10 minutes or whatever it is on a podcast to actually discuss that documentary with you. I would love and your to. reaction to it. I would love to. I, hey, I was going to drag this out until December 31st, 2018. Oh, my God. But I ended up buying this because Han Solo was not available yet to purchase. I have a feeling our, our listeners are glad that we're not dragging this out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they are. Get on with it already, they're saying. Do you see this is burning I'm, I'm, my uh, hands? This is yeah. burning my hands right now that I'm holding this. I'm impressed we made it through the whole summer with that thing. Yeah, no kidding. No doubt about it. Um, I'm still proud to say that I don't own it. Mm. Uh-oh. It's Nico Watch. Oh, do we change it to Nico Watch? <laughs> I got some choice Nico quotes I can produce. This, <laughs> this is something that I've said since we started Scott Because I remember when we started Scott Watch. I was still here for that. You were. And I think you I were 13 you at the time. <laughs> I told you guys that I didn't own it either. Yeah. I tried to defend Scott because I am on his team. Thank you. Thank you, Nico. Listen, one of the you, few times. you're not the only one on Scott's team. I have I have one one of my friends, uh I'm I'll just say his name because he's awesome. His yes. name is my friend Brian. He lives in Atlanta. And he he uh he texted me uh hashtag Team Scott. Ah, thank Brian, thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. You don't even know the pain I'm going through holding this blu-ray right now seriously yeah you hate that movie i do <laughs> i stand with scott you know oh but you still God. watch return of the jedi you still watch the phantom menace you still watch attack of the clones and you hate all those movies too so. well well to be fair return of the jedi is the original holy trilogy okay it's the holy trilogy i have problems with it phantom menace and attack of the clones i just did that in spite for you guys well, clearly, oh, I still I still watch them too, and I hate all those movies also. So oh, yeah. I, you know, I still watch them as well. I so, actually yeah. don't. I I don't. There isn't any Star Wars that I hate other than C three PO. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I love all the movies. I actually plugged into um, the port. I mean, plugged into uh, Episode Two <laughs> uh, a couple weeks ago, and of, if you take out the the romance 
Oh yeah. Part of it and the cheesy dialogue between those two. Oh. The action sequences in episode two are fantastic. You need to see the Phantom Editor, the guy that did the Phantom yeah. Edit. I have not seen that one. Attack of the Edit is phenomenal in okay. the sense, you know, it's cheesy in one way because it's all that stuff. But seriously, yeah. the dialogue scene of the sand has been re-edited mm. in a way that is so fucking good. Really? When Scott not... says phenomenal, he means slightly above mediocre. Yes, yes, that, <laughs> yeah. that is correct. That is correct. Greg is dead on with that. No, seriously, it, it adds drama and tension, and all they did was cut out the dialogue of Anakin. Anakin. He, he's easy to please, he Greg. He doesn't say... Spin it positively. He's he, easy to please. Here's the best part. He doesn't say a word. He Just, acts like all the guys that people talk about guys being guys. Right. He's that character because they edit out all of his dialogue, and it's Padme talking to a brick wall, and it's this dramatic look of him just standing there with his arms behind his back, looking out of it. It's fucking great. Nice. I'm telling you. All right. All right. Well, that's uh, that's Scott Watch 2018 to be continued, hopefully over a pint at Timeless Pints with Uh, me drinking beer out of 3PO skull. I like that. I like that, too. See? We do... Oh, no. Son of a gun. All right. What happened? I don't have what I need to have queued up. I'm sorry, guys. Give me a second. Fix is supposed to be like it never happened. It's all right, Steve. It happens to a lot of guys. I swear this never happens. <laughs> There's uh, a pill for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to have Nico back. We missed you, Nico. I, I can, wish I could say the same. I was going to say sometimes. Sometimes. All right. Um, talking about things that get you excited. It is time for this. It's the Hive Five. A list of five things. Five things. Five things. Five things. Five things. Five things. things. That's a bit excessive. Five things. It's the top five things that I put in the list while becoming slowly more incoherent. A top five list, if you will, from the Wretched Hive. Exclusive to the Wretched Hive podcast, the Hive Five. Five things. Our top five list from the Wretched Hive podcast. Now, this week's... High five. The genesis of this came from an article that we found on uh, dorksideoftheforce.com. Great website, Dorkside of the Force. Five directors who should make a Star Wars film. And uh, they listed their five directors they would love to see make Star Wars. And they came up with the following list. Catherine Bigelow, wonderful director. Zero... Mm -hmm. Dark Thirty and the Hurt Locker. The Hurt Locker. Uh, Chris Not Nol- to be confused with Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> Correct. You're yes. missing. He is, he is the male gigolo, and she is neither male nor a gigolo. Well, so well, yes. well, well, you're missing her greatest film, and that is Point Break. Okay, that's right. <laughs> she, Point Break. And she used to be wow. married to James Cameron, if I remember correctly. Yes. Utah, yes. give it two. Well, <laughs> it, it uh, and then so they're number two, or that that actually Catherine Bigelow was number five. Oh, we're going backwards. Yep, number okay. four uh, was Chris Nolan. Hmm? Okay, great, 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 solid choice. Yeah, would he I do mean, it in done. order or would he do it out of sequence? Yeah, that's Star right. Wars yeah. is all about out of sequence. Well, you guys wait. were not kidding about that Clone Wars thing being oh, yeah. not not done in order. I thought you were yanking my chain, but oh, oh no. my god! Yeah. yeah. Little, yeah. little note back: the entire Clone Wars series was directed by Christopher Nolan. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you will not hear that on any other Star Wars podcast. <laughs> no. Guillermo del Toro. 
It was their number three choice. Nice choice. I like that. Shape of Water, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. Uh, last year, and many other fine films. Mimic. Uh, Dennis Villanueva, who did Arrival. And I, think Villan- I, think, I think it's Denis Villeneuve. It's more like a French. I think he's French-Canadian, so huh? more, more French, less Spanish on your accent there, Steve. And Blade Runner 2049. Oh, that was actually really good. I finally saw that. Love that movie. Yeah, it was really good. Really well done. Yeah. Uh, didn't get the credit it deserves, frankly, I think. Mm-hmm. I thought it was much better than it yeah. uh, Didn't see The Arrival, though. The, is, it, is that a good film? Box office. The oh, Arrival oh. is so flipping good okay. I, can't, it, I can't sell that movie enough to you wow. it, it's okay. hard yeah. sci-fi so you really got to pay attention to it but it is really good yeah All right. watch it once and you'll want to watch it again okay it's really good let's do it denis villeneuve 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 okay. all right something like that. it's pretty close i was not aware of his name so and number one some little unknown director named steven spielberg oh. yeah. little little indie guy well, yeah, maybe, that... he'll, maybe he'll have a future Right. That milk toast hack. <laughs> so, Steven Spielberg is the Foo Fighters of cinema. So we got to thinking this would make a great high five that yeah. we pick our top five directors. Now, we did lay down some ground rules here. Okay. okay. So we said, number one, we cannot use any one that's already directed a Star Wars film. Good to go. Right. So that means, hold on, I have my list just to make sure we don't forget anyone. We've got, um, of course, GL, the man himself, okay. the maker. All right. George Me, Lucas. Greg Lent. Okay, got, I can't direct one. Right, sure, you fine. cannot, we cannot say Greg Lent. <laughs> uh, of course, Kirsch, Irvin Kirshner. Okay. Uh, Richard Marquand. Okay. And then we've Did got... Did he the, really direct a movie, though? Do we need to pause to have that discussion real quick? <laughs> Did says, he actually direct that movie? It says directed by at the end of the, at the, end of the film. <laughs> uh, Gareth Edwards. Okay. okay. Ryan Johnson. All right. Or Ryan's Johnson. Ryan's Johnson, definitely. Got to change my list now, damn it. Damn it. And then Ron Howard. Got to count him also on this list. Now, technically, Phil Miller, sorry, Phil, Paul, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I almost, (laughs) you'll get the Phil Miller and whatever. Yeah. Uh, They were hired as directors. Okay. And directed at least a percentage of solo, so they're out. Um, but their name isn't on there as a director. Well, that's true. All right, we'll we'll let we'll let it go. Mm. I mean, hell, you could also, if, yeah, that's true. Because if you're going to go there, you might as well count out Colin Trevorrow too. Yeah, because he was yeah. he was hired but never directed. So okay. we won't count those guys. So you can't count anyone who's already directed a film. You also cannot have on your list. One of the five from this article we read. So that's Bigelow, Nolan, Del Toro, Villeneuve, and Spielberg. Okay. All right. All right. So, Dave, our official scorekeeper. Yep. Uh, Dave, because you're keeping score, I will give you the option. Do you want to go, like, early or later? You want to go first or last? Just, I would say just do it random like you did last time. That was kind of fun. All right. Okay. Oh, well, I, I try to go in order. So we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go. Nico, Scott, okay. Steve, Greg, and Dave. Okay. All right. Nico, Scott, Steve, Greg, and Dave. Now we can't talk or explain anything unless we have duplicates. That's that right. So okay. we can't yes. we can't discuss our pick until someone else 
makes the same pick. This is going to be a fascinating five. All right. I will. I, I will try to be better about that this time around. I really screwed That's the pooch a, well, on that. It's hard. No, it's hard. It's hard not to because you're excited about your pick. All right. So we're starting right. with number five. Nico, you're up first. What is your number five director on your list that you would like to see? Oh, one last rule. We also said could be alive or dead. Good. Oh, I was going to ask that. Thank you. Could, yeah. be, Thank you. could be alive or dead. Good, good. All right. Or dead. All right. All right. So, Nico, your number five pick. James Gunn. Good Ooh, choice. Good choice. like that one. He's, he is looking for a job now, so. Okay. <laughs> All right, Scott, your number five. Oh, my number the five. The odds on that one might actually increase, though, if he was dead. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> because it's Disney. That's a good uh, point. My number five, I'm going with weird and quirky, Mr. Wes Anderson. Ooh, okay. Good choice. That's a good choice. All right. All right. One other unofficial rule, I may have to call a timeout because I think I'm going to be doing a lot of writing tonight. That's okay. I can do some editing later. All right, that that's that means me. I'm up. I'm going dead guy for my number five. Oh, we can't talk about. It. I was gonna do a little entry we, for him. I won't. I won't. I'll just go straight up. John Ford. Ooh, nice pull. Yes. Nice. Many oh, we, many I westerns like in the 40s, 50s, 60s. John yep, Ford. Yep. All right. Um, I'm going a little bit more recent for my number five pick. I'm going with Patty Jenkins. Patty Ooh. Jenkins. Yeah, nice. that's a good. That's a good one. I like that one. I like oh. that one. All right. And Dave. My number five is also a little more recent. Uh, David Fincher. That's a good one, too. That is a good oh. one. David Fincher, Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, that would, I want to talk take about my that. Money I really want to talk yeah. about that. Well, yeah. Someone, yeah. Else, someone else has to pick up. All right. Okay, so we're back to the top of the list. Yep, Round two. Four. So, Nico, your fourth pick. Your pick for number four, rather. Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. Good nice. Call. Lord of the Rings, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. Good call. Yes, sir. Knows his way around a franchise. Yes, he does. Okay. Scott. Mr. Quentin Tarantino. Oh, yeah. QT. Yeah. He's busy doing Star Trek. Fantastic. He is. All right. All right. This comes to me. My number four. It's our first duplicate, people. Peter Jackson. Ah. Peter Jackson. All right. All right. Now we can talk about it. <laughs> so obviously you gotta you gotta look at Lord of the Rings and just go. This man was meant to direct a Star Wars film. See, I would have gone with Dead Alive or uh, the Muppet porn movie that he did, which <laughs> I thought you were going for right there. But um, what was the Muppet porn movie? He did the Dead, original. What? Dead, Dead Alive is a sick, sick fucking movie though. <laughs> it is, but it is yes. brilliant. Come on. Oh. Just Didn't he also do the Frighteners? Yeah, the Frighteners. I was going to say the Frighteners was really—it's—it's yep. it's very early in the like comedy horror genre, you know. Yep. Um, and just and a, a, a great out of the box performance by Michael J. Fox too. Huh. Yeah, it really was. It was a fantastic film. But that seriously, Greg, come on, Dead Alive—that was great. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm down with you, but it, you know, you, you've got to be in a twisted mood to watch that movie because it is, it is fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> Best use of a lawnmower I've ever seen in my life. Now you know if you want to go sci-fi, did you guys see District Nine? Oh, I don't yeah. know yeah. if he was. Did yeah. he direct that or just no, produce it? No, that was uh, produced it. He was Neil a producer Blum on that. Okay. Like, For some reason, yeah. I think of him with that movie because uh, maybe because of the, the lead actor I think was an Australian, but. Um, 
Boy, I... Uh, I no, he was, a South, he was a South African dude. Also. Oh, South African. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Love that movie, and uh, Peter Jackson was the producer. Okay, all right. Yes, he was. All right, okay. Peter yeah, Jackson? I, I, I approve of that choice. He he was on my short list of names, actually. He didn't quite make my top five, but he was on my short list of names. He, uh, he also did a, a really critically acclaimed film called Heavenly Creatures, and then he also did, which we talked about earlier, was the Muppet porn film, which was called Meet... The Feebles. Huh. <laughs> now, there was a lot of talk, and I don't know if there's anything, any truth behind this, but there was a lot of talk about him really wanting to do a Boba Fett film. Really? Peter Jackson? Yes. Oh, fascinating. Uh, I remember reading articles about that um, back in the day. It's been a few years now, but uh, I think he could knock it out of the park as a Star Wars director. I think he could, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, so that takes us to Greg for your uh, takes us number four. For me, number four, I'm sticking with the superhero genre, and I'm going with the Russo brothers is who I'm going with, the Russo brothers, guys. Okay. All right, and uh, that brings us to Dave, your number four pick. My number four pick is a little out of the box. It's uh, Damien Chazelle. Hmm. Like it? Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard not to discuss uh, all right, so this brings us to number three. Back to the top of the leaderboard here with Nico. I'm going to go with Guy Ritchie. Ooh, oh, that's call. seriously? That's interesting. Oh. No, I like that call. I like it. I do too. Hmm, okay, all minus, right. Minus uh, swept away. <laughs> <laughs> can't oh, talk no. about it. I can't, no, 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 I'm sorry, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I broke the rule. Uh, Peter okay. Jackson might call <clears> The Hobbit. So. <laughs> Scott, yeah, but Guy Scott, Ritchie's best career move was divorcing eh. Madonna. Let's be real. <laughs> Scott, uh, Scott, you're number in my, three pick. In my defense, I don't know shit about like directors or what the <laughs> fuck they do. I actually only just learned in making this list how many of my favorite movies. Nolan directed, and it blew my fucking mind. <laughs> Kudos. So, under, under Steve's advisement, I just went to IMDB and looked up their top 250 films, found all of my favorites that were on there, and made a list of the directors, and then thought about the movies that they directed that were on that list, and picked the ones I thought that would make good Star Wars movies. Guys, I'm feeling really proud right now. We've educated this young man. That's awesome. And we're pushing him in the right direction. And his top 16 <laughs> films were all Chris Nolan. <laughs> That's funny. All right, back to it here, guys. Scott, right, your number three Scott. pick. I'm going with the dead guy. I'm going with Stanley Kubrick. Oh. Oh. Damn, that's a good call. That's mm. a good call. He was I on my short list, too. All right, guys. Uh, I've got another duplicate for you. Uh-oh. Wes. Uh-oh. Anderson, yeah, yeah buddy. baby. Oh, Wes Anderson, his um, God, his style, everything, the storytelling, the the his sense of humor, and bring that into. He could do a Star Wars. A, a, if anyone was going to do a comedy, like a dark comedy in the Star Wars universe, oh yeah, he could crush it. I seriously want to see him do. Uh, uh, what, uh, Tag and, and Bink are dead. Oh, I would love to see that. Great. I, he does not have a bad film. No. I went back through his entire film, and he has lesser films. Yeah. But still, I we just saw Isle of Dogs oh. this year, 
And Isle of Dogs was so great. It was so great. I- Isle of Dogs was phenomenal. It so w- good. It was. Of course, right before that, Grand Budapest Hotel that yeah. won some awards. Fantastic. Early film. in his career, Rushmore. Yes. And then was it? Um, what's the movie with the Wilson brother? Um, that's a lot of them. Did, Bottle oh, Rocket was the, his first no, the, film. Yeah, that's right. The early one. Uh, Royal Life, Aqu- Ro- Life Aquatic. <laughs> he was. They they did. There was. The uh, I was Mood, thinking Mood of Royal. Rice. Royal Tannenbaums. Royal Tannenbaums. Royal Tannenbaums. Darjeeling Limited. Um, uh, Moonrise Kingdom is fantastic. Moonrise Kingdom is God. really good. Yeah. I, I have to go back to Rushmore because that yeah. that is a sneaky good movie. It is. Yeah. And it, that is that is truly one of Bill Murray's finest acting performances, in my opinion. I just want to say thank you for po- pointing that out because seriously, it brought Bill Murray to a whole new level and just phenomenal performance. Seriously. God, he's so great in that film. The, the I, sequence where it's just those two like sabotaging each other's life—that like I think climaxes with the kid cutting the brake cables on Bill Murray's car. Like that is just <laughs> dark, <laughs> twisted, wonderful humor. Yeah. And I have not seen this, and I'm a little ashamed of it, but I'm, I'm going to admit it to you guys. Uh, Chris, big fan of the show. His daughter loves and swears by knows every line to the fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, it's oh my god. Oh, so good. So yeah, good. Really good. Haven't seen it. Yeah. I'm, that's a really good movie. It's it's worth it. It's worth it's to- completely worth a sit down and watch of it. It's really good. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll get that done this weekend. It's it's got a good father-son dynamic in it and George Clooney fucking hits it out of the park with that movie. Seriously. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <clears throat> so All we're right. on to Greg. Greg, yeah. Greg your third Mine pick. Up. My number three. You know, I thought we were going to have a hard time getting crossover in this one, but I got a crossover on this one with uh, Mr. Scott over there. I went with QT, Quentin Tarantino. He's Woo-hoo! my number three. Yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah. I think you know, that's a great, great, I, I wanted a good dialogue great. director, and it's and and I know he's kind of hit and miss this, these days, so I was th- I almost had a Kevin Smith feeling on it, but, you know, I wanted a little more, more grit uh, out of it, and that would totally meant Quentin Tarantino. So lots of, yeah. lots of dialogue. Lots of uh, banner back and forth between characters. Lots of gray area of, of who's good, who's bad. I think he'd be perfect for a Boba Fett movie. I, I oh, agree. Great pull. Quentin Tarantino with almost like a re-envisioning of Star Wars, much like uh, Inglorious Bastards, a re-envisioning of World War II and what really happened, almost would be a fun concept for a Star Wars film. He would nail it. He yeah. would nail it. And his Unfortunately, he is he is kind of halfway committed to the Star Trek universe, and yeah. I think that's a good. I almost think that's a better for it fit for him than Star Wars is. But I still wouldn't mind seeing the Star Wars movie from him. Yeah. So so go back to that. So I, I've heard his I shot name. Jango Fett in the motherfucking head. <laughs> <laughs> so he said that he's gonna do. So is, you say he's sort of halfway committed to Star Trek. What's tell me tell me that story? Well, I don't think there's any official story, but there that. There's been rumors floating around for about the past six or seven months now that he is going to be—he's been working on a Star Wars treat or Star Trek treatment out there um, since the franchise is kind of up in the air after Star Trek Beyond. So um, nobody's really said anything official, but the rumor mill keeps on churning that this one is uh, is in the works. So yeah. we'll yeah. see if it comes through or not. Oh, that would be so he's cool. been assigned some writers to actually work up an idea, and my understanding of how this works is that. Once a script gets put together, Paramount has an option of buying it to do something with it or just paying them to go away. You know, and I'm taking back my uh, my Boba Fett 
requirement on a movie because it's sitting right there and we didn't all pick up on it. Sam motherfucking Jackson and a Quentin Tarantino Mace Windu movie, motherfuckers. Come on. Oh, right, right. <laughs> Seriously. Holy mind blown. Yes. How many of us in 1998, when we found out Samuel L. Jackson was going to be in a Star Wars film, went to Pulp Fiction, and how many quotes do we have? The Force, motherfucker, do you use it? Come on! <laughs> Mine's a lightsaber that says bad motherfucker on it. <laughs> right? I think so, we've played on the show like a year and a half ago a clip that somebody put together, like the, the yeah. chamber scene when, you know, when Mace Windu confronts, <laughs> or when, uh, sorry, when Anakin confronts Mace Windu and inserted dialogue from uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have seen Samuel L. Jackson give an interview where he says he told George Lucas, I just don't want to die like a bitch. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I saw that interview, too. All right, All right. Dave, number number three. So my number three, it's not a repeat. I'm actually surprised this name is not on here yet. Uh, Brad Bird. Wow. Ooh, that call. actually Good is choice. a great pull. Yep. Yeah. That's an excellent choice. All right, we are on the second-to-last round. So we're to Nico for number two, your number two choice of director. I like to think that my number two choice of director is the shit. Yeah. And I'm going to go with Ridley Scott. Ridley. Nice. It's a good pull. Very nice. I like that. Great choice. All right. Okay, Scott. My number two is a duplicate. Oh, okay. It is David Fincher. David Fincher. Fincher. So, you know, I didn't even think of Fincher, and I'm bummed that I didn't because <laughs> I would love a Fincher um, Star Wars movie. And, right? And I have to say, I'm just going to jump in on you, Scott, real quick, just for a change. Please do. Uh, my, I, I put him at number five just because I felt like it has to be a very particular type of Star Wars movie. You can't just say, like, oh, it's a Star Wars movie and it's going to be great. It has to be a very specific kind of noir type of, of Star Wars movie. Okay, let me let me throw in why I put him in here since we have a duplicate. Yep. One, I really don't have a bad David Fincher film. And I know he's done some not-so-great ones, but those are even enjoyable. The, the Panic Room with Jodie Foster, mm. uh, a few other films like that. But I enjoyed the shit out of the game, if you haven't seen that, uh, with Michael yes. Douglas yeah. and Sean Penn. Uh, yes. he, he has his chops with sci-fi. He's got Alien 3, which I know was burdened with a bunch of problems but i find that all in 20th century fox's hands mm -hmm. most of it anyway um but my biggest beef with all of this why i'm i'm not beef but the reason why i'm putting him on this list is he actually was the assistant cameraman on return of the jedi oh so okay. yeah nice so he doesn't have an official directing credit but he was a camera guy he came from lucas's camp he would be badass in a star wars franchise you know you go back to the game that movie is messed up it is that's crazy and it's one that of the few david fincher films that has crazy. a positive ending it comes out yeah they they yeah well don't give it away yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh but it's worth Spo it. spoiler alert for a 25 year old movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, no that's a great film that's yeah. a great film very fun I, I the game is actually the fincher film i don't like Really? Mm. Oh. Yeah, didn't. Not a fan of that movie. I love Fincher. Um, Seven is one of my all-time faves. Fight Club, of course, is just genius. Yeah. Um, but no, game. The game, I just I couldn't couldn't get into. But he did Zodiac. He did. Uh, mm -hmm. He did Social a, Network. Social Network. Social Network. Oh, I yeah. forgot about the Social Incredibly Network. Incredibly strong character piece in Social Network. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even if it's a complete work of fiction, it's a mm -hmm. fantastic bit of character writing. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. 
Now, did he Alrighty. write? Did he write and direct that the Social Network? No, that no, was written by Aaron right. Sorkin, the immortal Aaron Sorkin. Right, Aaron Sorkin. With okay. music and uh, Fincher by... also did uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the American version. Uh, okay. The American yeah, the, version. It, the remake, yeah, with uh, da- with Daniel Craig and. It's yeah. not bad, it's, but Mara. I, I, I felt like it was more like a note-for-note remake, and if you really want to see them, you should see the originals. So yeah, it it was it was pretty it was pretty much a shot-for-shot remake. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty it was very close. Yeah. All right. Okay, so I'm up at number two. I am going to give this man the opportunity to steal Star Wars back. Akira Kurosawa is my oh. number two choice. The man who influenced it all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The inspiration returning home. Uh, we can't talk oh. about it. It's not duplicated. Yeah. That's what right. What are you doing, man? All right, Greg, number two. <laughs> yeah, what's doing? Breaking the rules. My number usual. four is a guy who's well known to the Star Wars universe, but has never had an opportunity to, to direct, and I think it's a crime that he hasn't gotten that opportunity. I'm going to go with Mr. Joe Johnson, everybody. Yeah. Mr. Oh. Joe Johnson. Yeah. You know what? God damn it, I can't. I know. Didn't I know. Even think that's a good. That. That's a really that's a good great one. one. Yeah. That's a great that's a good choice. one. Uh, all right, Dave, number two. My number two. Uh, another name that I'm. I'm actually surprised. I'm the first person to throw this out here, but uh, Sam Raimi. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was on, on a short list for me too. Yep. Yep. All right, we are down to the final round, guys. Your number one choice. For director in a Star Wars film, Nico, you're up first. Uh, mine is a repeat, uh, and Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Talk about. I'm Spartacus. Yeah. So, so the, the guy would have to concede that this movie would not come out when she's scheduling it to come out. Let's just get that out of the way right up front. True. Of course, set True. set what what is. The, one of the hallmarks of, of sci-fi, um, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Well, change, go change, change <laughs> science fiction, literally change science fiction, yeah. because it was B-movie schlock, you know, up until 2001, and then it was the dystopian future until, of course, Star Wars comes out, and then it changes back to B-movie schlock after that. So, yeah. yeah. But the special effects that in, in that movie in, in 2001 A Space Odyssey came 10 years before yeah. A New Hope was released. Yeah. And it almost holds up to today. Maybe oh, some of the... Not quite. It I, does. It does. I, I watched it. I didn't... I It wasn't quite there for me. But, I mean, very, very, very strong. I'm going to give it 100% props on that. Okay. I saw it at the Egyptian on a re-release with a brand new remastered print. Mm-hmm. And it was phenomenal. Like, watching the space sequences blew me away. Yeah. And it felt good to see a film from, what, 1968? 1968! Yeah, it's a great movie. I think Kubrick has the best storytelling techniques out there. I mean, he was... He was it. He was the guy. I mean, a huge influence on that that genre, so... No doubt. No doubt about it. Uh, All right, so we are to... We're still in the... Well, we're in the final round. Scott... You're up. Well, I have a duplicate, and you son of a bitch, Steve, you stole mine. It was Akira Kurosawa. Ah. The man who started it all. Yeah. So, all right. The, ma- the master. Yes. The, go- the godfather of the entire universe. The, the, of course, the Hidden Fortress is the is is one of the inspirations for well, Star if, Wars. If yes. you watch Hidden Fortress, yeah. I own it. 
Mm -hmm. and I'm happy to lend it if you haven't seen it. Uh, it is there are so many elements of the original Star Wars in that film oh yeah um, it's shocking like the first time I saw it I was like oh my god Lucas stole yeah. this oh yeah stole these ideas oh yeah 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 yeah. well it, it was him and it was uh, uh, Campbell and yeah Campbell Joseph Campbell all of that just he basically I mean if you haven't seen George Lucas in Love which is a joke film it basically points that all out in a, in a humorous way that yeah. he stole everything from all those Right. Those people, so yeah. Um, Seven Samurai is is fantastic, and even some of his later work. What's it? Um, Kagamusha and Ran, the stuff that he did in the in yep. the in the eighties. Yeah, they just you know they're 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 very beautiful to look at, and you know since since I don't speak Japanese, I have to sit them with the subtitles. I really have to concentrate on the movies, um, and they're just beautiful. I mean, they really are. They're just beautiful. Yeah, Yo Jimbo. That I have Yo not Jimbo. seen, but my film fan aficionado friends keep telling me to see Yo Jimbo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? That one looks. I've seen stills. I've like looked at it, but I haven't seen the movie. But it looks. Oh, yeah. It looks fantastic. Yeah, you need to just go on a, a Kurosawa. A yeah, Kurosawa. I need to have a weekend where yeah. you sit down. It's it's brilliant stuff. Yeah, and he did Tora 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 also. He was uh, he I was one know. of the directors on Tora Tora Tora, right? Were there were there multiple directors on there? I believe oh, so. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'd have to look yeah. it up. But I was surprised to see his name attached to that. Yeah, I guess yeah. I shouldn't have been, but pretty cool. Yeah. All right, that comes to me, right? Yeah. All right. Yep. Uh, I, I'm going off the board here, and I'm sad because I want to talk about this guy. Maybe after. Yeah. Frank Darabont. No. Oh, okay. Okay. Recently, recently fired from The Walking Dead. Yep. Recently fired, and well, <laughs> one of the greatest recently. movies ever made, yeah. The Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Yes. All right, but we can't talk about it. Okay. All right. All right. So my, we're my number one, break. and yeah. I wish we would talk about him more, but I know we're not going to. But I think he's fantastic. I went with Taika Waititi for my number one. Huh. I'm unfamiliar. Uh, Thor Ooh. Ragnarok. Ah, Dave, what'd you think of Thor Ragnarok? <laughs> he loved it. He loved it. <laughs> Just a, it, it was an utter betrayal of what the character is supposed to be. Other, Otherwise, other than that, he loved it. <laughs> All right, Dave, you've got the final pick here. Uh, your I've number got, one pick. I've got the final pick, and it's it's someone that's on the board, or should I say, someone's on the board. Oh, the yeah. Russo brothers. Russo brothers. Oh. Avengers Four. Um, the Captain America movies. Yep. Uh, they they cut their chops, uh, directing episodes of Arrested Development, guys. Yes. And uh, and also Community. If any of you guys watch Community, which is a fantastic show, which of course is where uh, Donald Glover rise to fame started as as part of the ensemble for Community. So. It is a fantastic show. I love that show. See that show. Yeah, love that show. Uh, nice. they they know how to manage. Uh, you know, huge cast, huge egos. They know how to craft a great story. Getting, bringing all the characters and giving everybody time and having it all make sense. I mean, Avengers Four is a work of art, guys. I mean, it really is. Avengers Four, you've or seen? Avengers Infinity War. Okay, <laughs> Infinity. War. I'm like, Sorry. great. What what aren't you telling us here at the cast? Come on. I'll get. I'll catch you a DVD later. Don't worry about it. All right. Good. 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 All right, Dave. I know you need time to tally up the scores. There's there's a lot of ties here. Well, hang on, hang on. While he's doing that, unless you need some time, you don't need time. Uh, I'm serious. There's a lot of ties here. Okay, 
what I want. I don't think I don't think anybody got more than two votes. I don't think anybody. So well, it's, it's going to well, be like a four-way tie. Yeah, yeah it, it's weighted, so it, it, there's the, this is this is bad. Oh, so, okay, that's right. Because yeah, you you weight it depending on what position they right. ended up in. So that's you get right. five okay. points if for a number one yeah. slot, four for a number two, three for three, and so forth. Well, I, I don't want to yeah. mess with Dave while he's tallying this up, but I did want to say I did have some notable mentions. Some of them were repeats. Uh, Ridley Scott was one of them. Yeah, Ridley Scott would be great. Uh, but the ones that I also picked, I wanted to see weird and strange directors with their artistic visions. Mm. And so I had David Lynch, I had Martin Scorsese, mm. and I also had Terrence Malick. You mean directors yeah. inserting their vision into the Star Wars universe yes. like Ryan Johnson? Like, yeah, no. <laughs> no. Right. Yeah, I, wow. I, I thought about Scorsese, too, for a little bit, but, you know, he, yeah, it's, it, it would turn out, it would be a Scorsese Star Wars film, not Scorsese, not, not, not Scorsese doing a Star Wars film, and I just, yeah. I, I just, didn't see that. And, and Kevin Smith, I thought, because I really like Kevin Smith's early work, but, it would just end up like Tusk, and there'd be somebody in a fucking like Bantha suit or something like that. And I know it would it would yeah. just it would just end up bad. Yeah. So um, my my honorable mention, because I think every movie this guy has done has been a strong character movie, was uh, Curtis Hanson. Curtis oh, yeah. Hanson. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. LA Confidential, LA Eight Mile, Wonder Boys. Yep. Great the one that great I shot call. over to Dave earlier too that I just thought yeah. of as we were talking about when he said when he said great you know the, when he's talking about the best sci-fi movies of, of of recent years I thought of Alex Garland and, and Ex Machina Alex oh, Garland yeah. fantastic young director would do yeah. a great job yeah who was you know what right. the, the, that's the, a legit good choice actually that is yeah yeah uh, the, the the director I why am I Alex Proyas I think is the director yeah from Dark City Dark and City. and uh, The Crow and yes. Hmm. Yeah. I, think, I think that person would have also been a, a, a good choice too, uh, honorable mention at least. David right. Lynch, you mentioned David Lynch. He was on the short list for Jedi, wasn't he? He was. He was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right, I got this here. All right. So we have we have a massive tie for fourth place. So I'm not even going to award out what the number five slot was because there are. It's everybody else. Everybody else is in fifth. Yeah, one, <laughs> two, three, four, five people tied for the fourth spot. Wow. So with four points apiece, we have, in no particular order, Wes Anderson, David Fincher, Quentin Tarantino, Frank... uh, uh, Darabont. Frank Darabont, and uh, Taiki Waikiki. Taiki Waititi. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) When he directs something other than Thor that I like, I'll learn to pronounce his name. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So no. watch uh, watch uh, what we do in the shadows. You'll love it. I guarantee. Yeah, you. it's in the shadows. I'm not going to see it. So <laughs> uh, our number three position with seven total points were the Russo brothers. Okay. The number two position with eight total points was Stanley Kubrick. Wow. Hmm. And our number one position, Akira Kurosawa, with nine total points. How about that? Wow. Well done, Akira. Yeah. And thank God we waited this, or it just would have been just a nightmare to try to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we made it through. Another high five. Good for us. From the record. Excellent. Very cool. All right, guys, there are a few news stories to cover. Let's get to this right now. From ABC News World Headquarters. This is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. 
Well, guys, the script for episode nine is done. It is finished. I would hope so. Yep, and the cast has had a look. Donald Gleason has had a look. You guys, by the way, I looked this up before the show. As of the day this show will air on Friday, yeah, uh, 481 days until we get another Star Wars movie. Wow. That's episode 9. 481. Thanks, Thanks Solo. <laughs> yeah. Yep. How, Thanks, how are, Miller and Lord. Yeah, how are you performing at the box office now? Wow. Oh. Is there a pill for that? Number 9, I think. Oh. I think they're at 9. Ouch. <laughs> um, so, Domino Gleason read the script and he said, he's paranoid. He's paranoid. Now that he's read the script, it's not why you think. He uh, he says, I made the terrible mistake of reading the script. I know everything. He said, can you imagine, by the way, you, you know the whole plot for a movie a year and a half before Star Wars is coming out. By the way, this is uh, io9.gizmodo.com. Uh, uh, he goes on to say, the nightmare is falling asleep on public transport. The nightmare is you wake up on a plane and someone's dictating. You wake up and your mouth is shaping words. You wake up and you're like, Skywalker did this. And then you realize you don't know how long you've been speaking. You say to the guy, we need to have a talk before we land, mate. I can access my bank account. Wait, wait, wait. We need to back this up. <laughs> we need to back this shit up okay. and analyze the hell out of it like fanboys from 1983 or at least 1980 mm. prior to the release of Empire Strikes Back. He said something that could be overanalyzed, and we're going to do that. Okay, let's hear it. Skywalker did this. <laughs> Skywalker's dead. Mm. And there is no other Skywalker that is an actual Skywalker. That's a great point. There, but perhaps... That we know of. We don't know Ray's last name. Right. Obviously, right. he's talking about... Ray. <laughs> Luke. No. Perhaps Luke is coming back. Luke is dead. He's, he's over there filming. He's a ghost. Yeah, well, he's a ghost. Wait a he's... minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Leia didn't die in episode eight, so she's going to be there. She's still a Skywalker. She's not. Doesn't have the name Skywalker. He specifically said Skywalker did this or did that. Yeah. So there has to be a Skywalker. Unless Luke's out there having ghost parties. There's got to be a Skywalker in there. Here's his quote again. He says, "He says you wake up and your mouth he's, he's your mouth is shaping words, and you wake up and you're like, Skywalker did this. Yes, that's what he said. Yeah, quote unquote. Come on, Greg, say what you're gonna say. Come on, let's do this. Let's feed <laughs> the fandom, my friend. Come on. Okay, well, I I want to get out there and say first of all, Luke is in this movie. I know he's in this. He's movie. not dead. We know this. Uh, he's not Ray, dead yet. Ray Kenobi, turns out... Feels better. Maybe a Skywalker after all. And here's the big reveal. Here's my big reveal for this. Lando is a Skywalker. Nico, Nico hinted at it. Oh. No. I don't believe Leia's going to die in these films. I think they're going to keep her around. Thanks, Dave. Yep. <laughs> Fake so, news. Anyway. Fake news. All right. We we beat that story up enough, but that is a great observation. Yeah, talking about Skywalker. Seriously, come it on! It is the end of the Skywalker saga. Let's start talking about this. Uh, another story here, making StarWars.net reporting that John Williams and Michael Giacchino. Is that how you say his name? I think Giacchino. So. Gia, 
Giacchino? There's, there's two C's, so I drag that. Yeah. Giacchino. 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 Is tight. To score the new music and themes for Star Wars A Galaxy's Edge. So we're going to have, obviously, Star Wars music playing in the new Star Wars land yeah. at Star War, at uh, Disneyland and Walt Disney World being built at the same time, opening next spring. That's and, a shame. Uh, I thought they were going to play Indiana Jones music in Star Wars land. And Jay Will <laughs> is going to, uh, is producing some music for it. Why is this a thing? Jay Willie on the block. Do you guys realize how long Michael Giacchino has been working for the mouse, actually? No. He wrote the original, when they redesigned Space Mountain a few years back and they added a score to Space Mountain, he's the one who wrote that score. That was like 20 years ago. Wow. Wow. Well, he did a bunch of Pixar stuff, too, right? Did a bunch of Pixar stuff. He's been doing Disney shit for a long time. Wow. Okay. Apparently he's heir apparent to Star Wars because he's yeah. he's you know all over the Star Wars stuff now. He did Rogue One. Yeah. I wouldn't mind hearing some more Michael Giacchino <laughs> in Star Giacchino. Wars. Giacchino. Giacchino. Um, <laughs> why is that? There? I want to go uh, to lunch with 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 uh, with uh, what's his first name? Michael. His first... Michael. Uh, I want to go to lunch with Michael Giacchino and Aaron. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and Ryan's Johnson. Ryan's Johnson. Him. Uh maybe you can go get a wiener. With anyway. I don't oh know my saying. god. Um, there we go. Hold on. I uh, lost that. Oh there it is. So there was another story here somebody shared today, actually on our thread from again from Dork Side of the Force. What Star Wars fan theory did Kevin Smith write to JJ Abrams about? Did you guys see this story? This is a good one. I, not. So, why is, is Kevin Smith writing J.J. Abrams anything? Wow. Well, Kevin Smith is—I don't know if you've heard—but he's a pretty big Star Wars fan. And, he also uh, gets high a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the two may be related. Um, <laughs> Kevin Smith on his podcast says he was talking about Clone Wars, and he went to his co-host and said. Um, wouldn't it be cool it, if they... It, it was the Fat Man... I think it was the Fat Man on Batman podcast, because to say it's on his podcast, he has like 17 podcasts. Yes, that that's yeah. true. And you got that right, Dave. It's on Smith's podca- podcast, Fat Man on Batman. He talked about Ahsoka's return to Clone Wars, to the Clone Wars series, and what it could mean for the future of Star Wars. And he noted that... Well, I'll just, I'll just read what he said. He says, we're talking about Clone Wars coming back. And I said to him, that's his... Uh, who's his partner on the show? That's Mark Bernardini or something like that? Yeah. Mark Bernardini. Mark Bernardini. Mark Giacchino. Um, he said, I got a theory that's, uh, that that's the way to start introducing Ahsoka slowly into the live action movies by bringing her back prominently in the cartoon. Because now they don't have Princess Leia stories to tell. They need another strong female character. And Ahsoka's been there for years, much beloved, just isn't in the movies. And so, so he says, so I was like, I think maybe they're doing that so they can slowly bring her back to the movies. And Brian, ah, Brian, Brian Volkwies, blows my effing mind by going, maybe that's who Carrie Russell is playing. And I said, what the F, man? I want to see your version of Star Wars. That can't be. I think Carrie Russell probably plays Ray's mom. And then he drops the bomb and says, what if that's the same person? So what if Ray's mom... Is Ahsoka Tano, Ahsoka Tano? Oh, played a, by Carrie Russell? There's a twist. I like it. Yeah, 
It's got some ties to the old universe, you know, and she's a student of Anakin. Now, she doesn't have to be a Skywalker. I like it. So this is this last movie is supposedly tying everything together. And if you're going to tie everything together, you do have to bring in the, the Clone Wars Rebels storyline somehow. Yeah. So even, even if she's not Rey's mother, I do like the idea that Ahsoka is somehow going to show up or we're going to have some, some kind of reference to the character in, the, in Episode 9. Yeah. yeah, guys, I I'm sad that this is an episode 69 because honestly, man, I think she's got some hots for her Anakin and the armor and the breathing lung thing. Mm. So come on, maybe there's some Ahsoka action. Come on, <laughs> some Ahsoka action. <laughs> hey, Darth. Okay. I thought this was supposed to be a porn-free episode. Yeah, it was, but Scott's on it. So yeah, what know, the it's hell? Tough, tough to stay away from it when Scott's when around. When is it not a porn-free yeah, episode? That's true. Um, other news here, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences is honoring the one and only Kathleen Kennedy. Well, thank God they didn't add a new category. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, did you hear they dropped that? What? Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's gone. After the entire universe has collectively stood up and said, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's what happened. Everyone stood up at the same time and said, what the fuck? Everybody said, first Harvey Weinstein, now this. What are you doing to us, Academy? Oh, my God. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy is being awarded the Irving G. Thalberg Memorial Award to uh, actually to Kathleen Kennedy and Frank Marshall, her longtime partner. Oh, nice. Yeah, very good. So congratulations, you two. Now, Scott. You two kids. Hold, hold, hold your ears for a second. <laughs> This Oscar, well deserved. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to argue that. I, oh my god! You guys got me all wrong. You got me all yeah. wrong. The, the the girl has put in work in this industry and is and is responsible for blockbuster. Has been on the team that is responsible for blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster. After blockbuster. From Star Wars to Raiders to E.T. Yes. to Back to, to the Future, Back to the Future to Jurassic Park, just I mean the girl's resume is in the lady's resume is incredible. The and award here, good on her, good on if, them for recognizing yeah. her efforts. Absolutely. If, if we ripped her resume into like seven pieces, each one of those individual seven pieces would probably be qualified to get a lifetime achievement award all on their little lonesome self. No doubt. The honorary award is an Oscar statuette, so she's going to get an Oscar, which is nice. pretty cool. It's given to honor extraordinary distinction and lifetime achievement, exceptional contributions to the state of motion, pic motion picture arts and sciences, or for outstanding service to the Academy. So there you go. Congratulations, Kathleen. KK, getting it done. Now we're going to shift gears real quick. We always cover a little bit of Guardians of the Galaxy, and we have, or a little bit of uh, the Marvel Universe, excuse me. And we do have a couple of stories here. One about the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Uh, this, according to again, io9.gizmodo.com. If Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is made, Dave Bautista still isn't sure whether he's going to come back. This was this story now is a week old, so I don't know if there's any been I if there's been any new updates on this one, but I I have not seen them if there is. Uh, basically, this goes back to the cover the story we've been covering for a while now. In July, Disney favored uh, fired James Gunn, 
uh, after conservative activists resurfaced Gunn's history of controversial tweets. We don't need to revisit that. But since then, Guardians of the Galaxy series, uh, um, the cast has pushed back quite a bit, wrote a very public essay about um, to Disney, encouraging them to rehire Gunn. And possibly the most vocal of the cast has been Dave Bautista, who says it's a bittersweet conversation. Uh, no, it's a bitter, bitter conversation because I'm not really happy with what they've done with James Gunn. They're putting the movie off. It's on hold indefinitely. To be honest with you, I don't know if I want to work for Disney. So, guys, is he going to go back? I know he's under contract, but but Scott, if you had to predict, what's what's going to happen with this situation? Oh, my God. If I had to predict this, um, you know, I... <clears throat> They were all sticking together. At first, it seemed like everyone was really sticking together and pulling for uh, for James to come back. Yeah, uh, I I really commend Dave on his his uh, steadfast position on this. He's I, sticking to his guns. guns. Oh, yeah, love that. Thanks. Um, I I I do. I commend him. I really do. Win shot. <laughs> Uh, Dave, what's what's going to happen with this? Is this movie even going to be made? Uh, I, I honestly, right now, I don't think it is going to get made. Uh, I saw an interview with, uh, I'm horrible on pronouncing names sometimes, but Paul Faggy, yeah. not Paul Fagg, the guy who did uh, Bridesmaids and the Ghostbusters remake, he was asked if he would consider stepping in to do the next Guardians movie, oh. and he said no. I respect James Gunn. That's his franchise. I'm not going to go near it. And it makes me wonder, is Disney going to have a problem finding a director who will step in in this situation that would also make a good movie that is worth making? That's a, that's a good point, Dave. Uh, it, it has a very union vibe feel to it. Like, mm -hmm. you're, you're going to be the line crosser if you're the one that goes over there. Because really, what the issue that's been brought up and, and made a point of is that he really, you know... He made some poor decisions prior to this event. We've argued this point over and over on this show. Yeah. But who's going to step in and be the jerk that's going to take over when they know that they're defending a person that didn't really do anything wrong under contract for Disney? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be in a scab. tough spot. Yeah. Well, they're certainly not hurting for money. No. And uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, another Marvel movie that was a very good film quadrupled the box office total of solo uh, well didn't quadruple it oh. but they've passed solo up this last week okay. uh this from comicbook.com reporting that ant-man and the wasp passed solo a star wars story at the domestic box office and i took a look guys but has it passed the meg yet steve <laughs> the meg. uh i can tell you that uh it probably has um it's actually doing fairly well now taking a look at the top 10 Movies in 2018 domestic grosses. Six of the top ten, or is it five, are Disney films. So you've got uh, you've got a Quiet Place, which is Paramount. At sorry, you've got Hotel Transylvania, which is Sony, at number ten. A Quiet Place, Paramount. At eight, you've got Mission Impossible, Paramount. Now at seven, you've got Star Wars, uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. You've got Ant-Man at the Wasp at number six. Deadpool 2, which is a Fox property now owned by Disney, uh, number five. Number four, Jurassic World, Universal. And the top three films of 2018 are all Disney. Can you name, Greg Lent, one of these top three films? 
Uh, I can name two. I can name Black Panther. I can name Avengers. Okay, that's um, that's number that's number one and two. The third one would be Incredibles. There you go. Well done. Well played. And so, let's be honest. I think Mission Impossible is going to pass both uh, Solo and Ant Man: The Wasp yeah. before all is said and done. And it's a fine film. Actually, Mission Impossible is a great movie. Yeah, it is. Really like that movie. And The Meg coming in at number fourteen, Greg. Number fourteen, pretty pretty high I, up there, actually. I thought we had made a big deal two weeks ago about the Meg topping Solo at the box office. Was that like Inter- worldwide and this is domestic yeah. or something like that? Was, that? that was yeah. international. Okay. This is, this Very is good. the domestic. Yeah, because if you count international, Ant Man and the Wasp blew by Solo quite some time ago, but it's only okay. within the last two weeks that it passed it domestically. What I find interesting about this list, though, is Black Panther is the number one film, and rightfully so. It's a great movie just surpassed $700 million domestic box office. That's, That's great. Am- amazing. And hot great. on its heels are the Avengers, which it's closing in within what? Uh, no, it, it, Avengers is not going to catch it. No, Avengers it is playing on like 60 screens at this point and making yeah. 15 grand a weekend. Right. And goddamn, what a f- fantastical flop Solo is only coming in at number seven. Number that seven. That is just a failure of a movie. It is. Yeah. It's out. What the f- fuck is wrong with those people what were those guys blasted out of a fucking bazooka for you know being the seventh highest grossing movie of the year so far and Jesus. disney should just sell the franchise at this point that's what i'm saying <laughs> stop building a galaxy's edge just 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 cut your losses man i'm sorry what were we saying about kathleen kennedy yeah, she deserves right. a life to, she's the one that produced this film solo a star Wars story 213 million almost 214 uh, million in gross domestic only. That's domestic, and I don't have the numbers for uh, international. It's not much better. Okay, right. guys, I felt really I, bad. I about will the... say so. The 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 video release of Solo is coming up quickly, guys, and 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 that means that you can watch it if you know where to look. And I watched it again on Monday night. Still a fucking good movie, guys. Yeah. Still yeah, a, really it's a good, good movie. movie. Yeah. I, Honestly, I, what's what's exciting is that top ten lists, and I'll admit I haven't seen all of the movies, but from what I've read about all the movies, it, the top ten grossing movies are pretty much all decent movies for what they are. Yeah. You know, Hotel Transylvania is not going to change the world, but every review that I've read of it was a it's a fun kids movie. Uh, Jurassic Quiet World was, is, was Jurassic World on that list? Yeah. Uh, that's that's a mistake then. <laughs> All right, that is the exception that proves the rule. But I just, I'm just throwing out there, like Black Panther is such a good movie; it deserves a nomination for Best Picture. And it does. At, I would argue it it could win. At this moment in time, I don't see another movie that has a strong leg up over Black Panther's being the best movie of 2018. I am sad about Jurassic World because I love that whole ser- series. And on your recommendations, I have not watched it i need to watch it when i can get it for free eventually yeah yeah and check it out um and and i owe kathleen yeah Kennedy it's not her, it's not a good entry i we obviously we as as a family love the jurassic mm-hmm. park movies as well and that that is yeah. not the best entry in the series That's for sure yeah i i owe you guys and kathleen kennedy a, a huge uh follow-up to this mm-hmm. i i really need to give this woman a shout out because anyone that can produce twister arachnophobia uh congo the Money Pit, the classic starring <laughs> Melanie Griffith, Money Milk Money, uh, Always, <laughs> and of course the all-time greatest Hollywood film ever, Hollywood Ending. Mm. Man, 
Yeah. Like, kudos. I will I will not have arachnophobia mocked in my presence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having fun with you, man. And and if and if I'm not mistaken, that isn't always the last film appearance of um Audrey Hepper? Oh. I think you may be right. Oh yeah, you might be right on that. Doesn't make it a good film. <laughs> Is you know what the worst Steven Spielberg movie ever made? I don't think so. I I think all I think always is okay. It's it's a it's a romantic schlockfest, but it's okay. Oh oh oh! She did produce the worst Steven Spielberg film ever made, and that was Hook. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, take that Oscar away! Yeah. My God, we should. What a Solid, hack! What a hack! Wait. Solid soundtrack though from Jay Will for Hook. Yeah, I will oh, give you a lot of props. Absolutely. On that. Yeah. When doesn't he produce a solid soundtrack? Yeah. Um, one last Land Express. One last. <laughs> I beg to differ. <laughs> one more story to cover here, guys, and this is uh, this is straight out of Hollywood. HollywoodReporter.com: The rise and decline of a Star Wars Instagram empire. What? This guy, Ben Ferenc, F-E-R-E-N-C-Z. Uh, started posing Star Wars figures alongside fine whiskey. Okay. And his his Instagram got so huge that he was receiving offers from alcohol companies. They were sending him free alcohol, free whiskey, and he was posing Star Wars characters with said bottles of the good stuff. And Scott is so pissed he didn't think I know. of this. Seriously, what is it, wrong with I me? I mean, look at that. It's, it's uh, fa- I'm, 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 I'm trying to let Steve finish his story, but I was thinking the exact same thing. It's the stupidest fucking simple ideas that just blow up. Yeah. <laughs> We're looking at, a, at one right now that's uh, the, the caption is Scotch Trooper, and it's got a bottle of Santori whiskey, Japanese whiskey, with... Uh, what would trooper. you call that? A samurai trooper. A samurai trooper. Yeah. Jumping through the air, about to slice the bottle in two. It is so cool. I mean, yeah. he's done such a great job with this, and there's lots of depth in the photo. You can tell he knows what he's doing with the oh, camera. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, I'm pissed. I can't believe I didn't think of this. Look at this one. The, for, the force push pushing past the bottle. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. So this Vader and a trooper, and, and uh, Vader is either force pushing or pulling. You can't really tell. A trooper uh, passed this awesome bottle of Compass Box uh, limited edition uh, black label whiskey. So he was going along and he quit his day job and he was doing this full time, making a living. (laughs) And the alcohol industry got wind that this was happening. Uh, And I'm trying to find in the article where it says exactly what happened. But basically he was forced to shut down his... His business. Um, I says the the code review board concluded the use of Star Wars action figures is inappropriate for distilled spirits and marketing materials. A rep for the Distilled Spirits Council tells the Hollywood Reporter in a statement: "It was the use of these action figures, rather than any business relationships with the Scotch Trooper himself, that was found in violation of the code." Hmm. And so. Uh, Friends goes on to explain, someone anonymously submitted a 26-page complaint to the Distilled Spirits Council, stating that I and all the brands I've worked with over the last few years are advertising to minors uh, (laughs) by using my toys in the photos. Okay. Minor correction, that that was, I believe that was an anonymous. Yeah, sorry, (laughs) I'm having... (laughs) 
I get it gets to be this late. It's hard to pronounce big words. I apologize for that. So yeah, so I get it. You know, you you got to keep the kids away from uh, away from the the bad juice. But you know, th- this was fun. Th- this didn't seem egregious at all to me. But who am I? I'm just a podcast host. I would I would argue that first of all, anyone that writes a 26 page letter <laughs> having a problem. And we have so many other problems in the world. This is a big problem. Also, I get it. I get what you're saying about the kids. Yeah. But doesn't some of that responsibility fall on the hands of the parents? Oh, my kid's looking at stormtroopers and Vader promoting whiskey. And it's not. It's a guy having fun taking pictures. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I get that argument, too. But at the same time, you want to support the parents as much as you can. Make their decisions a little bit easier. But, um... Yeah, I, I don't I, fuck those people. Yeah, and by the way, the figures <laughs> said the one with no kids. The figures that are being used are the larger six-inch figure line, which is an adult collector's market. Yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of argument there. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think the picture. Boom, I, I, Scott Evansky, mic drop. No, I, I'm not. I'm not arguing against you at all. I I think the pictures are awesome. I'm I'm pissed that they went away. I know. Yeah, these are cool, man. So whiskey Scott, company. Scott's said, Scott's going to start his own blog. He's just going to be middle fingers up in the air towards the alcohol industry. <laughs> what it's going to be. So I wonder if Scotch Trooper. It's Scotch underscore Trooper on Instagram. I don't know if these are all pulled down, but uh, if not, uh, if they're not there, take a look at HollywoodReporter.com. And uh, the name of the article from September 2nd is The Rise and Decline of a Star Wars Instagram Empire. you got to see these images. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. All right. That's the last story, and that means it's come down to this. It's the Star Wars Tweet of the Week. Yeah! Really? Curious. Because everybody knows that Twitter is a source of endless positivity. You're gravely mistaken. Come to your senses! Well, uh... There are a few Twitter accounts that are kind of funny. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Greg, what do you got for us this week? You know, Steve, once we get... Call it the dog days of summer. As things slow down, not much is happening. News is scarce. And we're like that in a big way with the Star Wars universe right now. It is kind of slow. There's nothing really happening with Star Wars as far as the tweet side. So I'm switching over to whale facts, guys. You want to get some whale facts? Yes. Can't wait to hear them. Bring it. This is from at awhalefact.com. It's a pin tweet, actually. This is kind of a new account from August 24th. Whale fact. Here it is. Whales are pretty fucking big. (laughs) (laughs) I have to follow this. Wait, throw that out there again. Today I learned. This whales are pretty fucking big. It's a whale fact. There you go. All right. Well, I'm gonna follow this account. It's a whale fact. Whale facts. Whale facts. This is what the show has devolved to, huh? A whale fact at a whale fact from today. They just posted a whale has no legs and can still jump higher than you. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good, actually. That is. (laughs) All right. Parents love whales because you hardly have to. You hardly ever have to change their diapers. Oh man! All right, you're you're getting you're getting three PO. Ooh, three PO rears his ugly decapitated head that I'm going to drink out of. Yes. In a while. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. Three PO. All right. Yeah. You know who hey, else? Hates, you know who else hates three PO? Bob Iger. <laughs> Good, good, happy night, boy. I, I love, 
I love when Greg is getting 3PO and he tries to talk over loud music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the best. It's like... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, episode 70 in the books. 70, man. 70 episodes. We are... Our uh... episodes have finally caught up with your age. Oh. oh. Wow. You should not talk to Dave like that, Nico. Damn. That's just rude. Yeah, I would never call him Harry. <laughs> uh, well, if you've ever called him Harry, <laughs> um, give us a call and let us know all about how that went. Number is 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E in case you can't spell HIVE. Uh, you can give us a, uh, an email to, uh, show at thewretchedhive.net. You can find us online at www.thewretchedhive.net. Reach out to us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash wretchedhivepodcast, and Twitter at wretchedhivepod. Guys, episode 70 is in the books. We're going to wrap it up early tonight. Final thoughts. Nico, take it away. Bye. Wow. Bye. That's wow. what we get from you. Um, I, we're like a year and a half away from Star Wars, and it's kind of a weird little dead time right now. It is. Kind of interesting. Yeah. It, 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 we haven't had dead time in Star Wars for quite a while. Um, April is going to be a big month. Actually, we're going to get um, Star Wars Celebration. So I think we're going to get a lot of stuff around uh, oh, yeah. Feb- February, March, April. Well, I, well if, and if, if history holds correct, there should be a trailer sometime around Thanksgiving. Oh. Yeah. For episode nine, you think? Yeah. Nine? Nine! I don't, I don't think it would be that far off. Yeah. I don't. I think it would be more celebration. We'll see. It. Huh. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, this has be fu- been fun. Thanks for listening in. And uh, have a great week. And may the force be with us all. They sacrifice every day for the furniture and future of their children.